three on a monday hope your thanksgiving food is settling very well maybe you have some good leftovers still to dig through i think there's still a little bit left at the house it's chad and zay on a monday i'm chad hastings isaiah collier alongside and our number three always means it's zay's choice for a beat i like this one what do you got zay makes sense you're a big dr dre beat guy this I is do. a dr dre oh, beat yes i love a dre beat Snoop Dogg exhibit B, please. <laughs> uh, B, please. That's just the title. Well done. Yeah. Well, yeah. good. All right. You said it's Snoop Dogg and exhibit? And exhibit. All right. Yeah, you remember exhibit, Pit My Ride? Uh huh. Legend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. There you go. Nice Dre beat to start that hour number three. I've always thought life would be a lot better if I could just have a Dre beat all the time when I'm in the grocery store. Just walking around, yeah, going up elevators and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dre's I'll, absolute legend. I always think of a Dre beat. Shout out to Exhibit. Well, I need to play more Exhibit. Pit my ride. That was a great part of my life growing up. I mean, he was putting fish bowls into <laughs> like Escalades and stuff. It was crazy. They're all uh, hoopties, and somehow the hoopty would turn into a like bootleg Ferrari. It was crazy what they were doing. So that was like the evolution of, we had Cribs first, which was just, let's take famous people, we'll show you their badass houses. And then part of the badass houses were, here's my cool cars, and then they just kind of combined the ideas, and eventually it was, oh, no, 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 no. we're going to take a car, and then we're just going to go crazy with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, guys who their engine would be messed up, they take back and put a flat screen TV in there and be like, wow, I just needed a new engine. Thanks for this, guys. And yeah, yeah. Does it run? Show. Does it run? Barely, but there's a pool table in the back. <laughs> it's really cool. It's really cool. All right, hour number three, getting started here. Lots of uh, lots of football on the board. Let's get you updated on some coaching stuff. Uh, first off, um, you've heard each each and every week throughout the season. You heard Bucky and Aaron talking with Jake Spavital of Texas State. He was fired over the weekend. It's not gone super well for uh, for Coach Spav at Texas State overall. Uh, so where will he end up is a big question for me in this region, Zay. He's been an offensive coordinator in this region. He's been a you know offensive coordinator. He's obviously now been a head coach. Where's the next level for Spav? I'm wondering. Yeah, that is interesting, and you know it's tough to be a head coach at a mid-major program, especially with the transfer portal. If you have one good player have a great year, he's gone. Power five. Like, as, as we saw what Tucker Dorsey did, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and we, we heard what Joe Cook said about Tucker Dorsey, how you want to come to Texas. Like, that's everybody's goal to get to the next best thing, you know. So, and, you know, the grass isn't always greener, but it's a tough place to recruit. It's a tough place to win, and it's a tough conference, too. Like that Texas yeah. State plays in. So I know Coach Spavital will get back on his feet, whether that's a coordinating job, maybe a head coaching job somewhere. Hell, maybe a position coach at the right school. It just depends. But he's a good football mind. Uh, he won't be down for long. 
He has been an OC over in College Station. I wonder if he's on the list. I don't know if Jimbo knows him, but Spavital was at A&M for a little while uh, during the Johnny Manziel time under uh, Kevin Sumlin. Would that be a phone call that's made? Jimbo Fisher did fire Daryl Dickey. Over uh, either overnight or today, uh, the school has verified that uh, he was hired back in 2018. Has been the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach through 21, and then this season he was moved to tight ends coach. Ultimately, Jimbo Fisher's calling plays. So I would tell you, a as an Aggie fan, and I would tell you if you are an Aggie fan, if you want to feel really good about this offense, to me, it's you need to see a who does he hire for this position, and then b is that person calling plays or not. Or is he just going to go get another like older coach that you've heard the name before and Jimbo still calls plays? Because if he does that, Zay, I, I don't see a change yeah. ultimately. Yeah, we had Jeff Ketchum on this show not too long ago, and I asked him about what does A.J. Milwee, the quarterback coach for Texas, bring to the table. And Jeff didn't even say anything. I have the fear that we might get in trouble here at the station with the people on the 40 acres. So that should tell you about these guys who are calling the plays and what it means to have these position coaches and assistants because a lot falls on them when things go wrong, and you don't hear about them when things go right. Mm -hmm. So it's it's an interesting position to get to if you're somebody trying to work under Jim. And, you know, I, I'm I'm definitely curious to see what happens because I'm like you when you're when you're a head coach and you're dealing with all those different hats and you're calling the plays and stuff. It sometimes takes away focus on everything else you got yeah. going. Yeah, we've watched guys like around this region and, and specifically in the Big 12. We watched Mike Gundy go from I'm the guy that's calling plays to now I'm not the guy calling plays to going back. He's done all of those. And you know, it, it is obviously a very important thing of who's calling those offensive plays. But to me, when you're the assistant on the same side of the ball as your head coach, that's when it can get weird because fans are trying to figure out, are you really the guy or is it really him? Like Which, ultimately, yeah. you know, who is calling those plays? So because, you know, an Alabama fan would tell you the defensive coordinator has a position and a guy's name is there, but they would believe that overall Nick Saban calls those plays. I guess in certain situ- you know in most situations is he ultimately the one calling plays but well you just mentioned for that job, Garrett Riley's name has come up. If you're Garrett Riley, yes, the money at a and is a little different than the money getting thrown around in Fort Worth, but we're we have a chance to play for a national championship, mm-hmm. and I got a lot of freedom with Sonny Dykes in this offense. Why would I want to go to to that in the SEC where Jimbo's calling plays? Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be the question about you know the. Is it about the path to a championship for him, or is it about strictly the money? Because I'm assuming, like you said, I'm assuming AM is going to be able to pay more money. But then we've made that argument through the years of if you have a choice between SEC and whatever else, a lot of times whatever else gets you an easier path to the playoff. That's why I never thought Oklahoma was going SEC. I always thought the path was so much easier. Why would you ask for that? Why would you ask for no, 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 no? We want to go over there where it's tougher ultimately to get that's why I thought Oklahoma and Texas would never end up there because they had a path that made a little more sense to them but ultimately it does it sometimes is about all that money and then it also eventually hopefully will be about an expanded playoff so then it's not as crazy to get in yeah hopefully uh that is you know down the line obviously a little ways so that's going on today uh and obviously what happened in college station is a part of the national discussion because a&m got lsu out of the way 
even if LSU goes and beats Georgia, they're not going to be in the playoff now. Yeah. Um, so if you are a TCU fan or fans of one of these other teams, I'd say you just root for chalk. You root for Georgia to beat LSU. You root for Michigan to pound Purdue, which is, I think, what they're going to do. I can't believe it's Purdue. Wisconsin couldn't finesse their way back there? No. That's why they have a new coach. Yep, that is why they have a new coach. Uh, And then USC is going to be the other one. They find a way to beat Notre Dame. Uh, Good. It was a tight game for a while, but they pull away. And then if they can beat, who is it they're playing? It's not Oregon. It's um, SC? Yeah. Who are they playing in that title game? Utah? Yeah, thank you, Utah. That's what it was because the Apple Cup determined it. Oregon, Oregon State, baby, those Beavers. Oh my God, Oregon State was down like thirty-one ten third quarter, chased it all the way down and beat them, and took the Ducks out. Well, it took the power away from the Ducks. Then they had to wait and hope uh, that the Apple Cup could go another way. It doesn't, and that ultimately sends Utah uh, to that Pac-12 title game. So if oh, and then if USC wins, you assume they're in, and if TCU beats K State, you would assume they are in. So things got a lot easier, I think, to figure out. And then if you believed that somehow Clemson could lurk, South Carolina took care of that with a one-point victory. Good for you, Spencer Rattler. I never. Yeah, I, right. I, I just that guy. That's one of those guys that. While he was at OU, the principals don't allow me to root for him, but there was always something about the kid I kind of liked. Everything I heard about Spencer, I'm like, oh, no, this kind of seems like a cool kid, but he's at OU, so I don't root for him. Ends up at South Carolina, pulling off some of the things they pulled off this year, and to whip Tennessee like he did, to help whip them, and then beat a rival like that and get to smoke the cigar in the locker room at Clemson, good for him. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I don't know about all this. Feel good for Spencer Rattler. He's kind of a D-bag. You know, go back to his high school days, he was kind of a D-bag. There's like a clip that always goes around where he's just being a D-bag to his teammates and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, his time at OU, he, the Horns had a lot to do with that messing that up and making them go to that part of South Carolina. But, yeah, it's a big-time win. I mean, you get the in-state rivalry and you get the, uh, you know, you just get the rival – you know, ups on that team, on the uh, Clemson Tigers, who definitely underachieved this season. I mean, I I thought DJU, I thought in the second year he would be better. It definitely didn't help with Clay Kubnick there, the five-star, and him being in and out the lineup at times. Dabo, I don't know if DJU has more years left or what he's going to do with his eligibility, but it seems like Clay Kubnick, he's a big Dabo guy. It seems like he's going to stick there. Yeah. And going to ride that out. I can't see him entering the transfer portal or anything like that, waiting for DJU. I think he's going to try to beat DJU out uh, this spring slash fall coming 2023. So, yeah, it was a big-time week in college football, and I think the committee is going to get what they want where all four teams are going to be making it. They clear almost every part of the U.S., from USC, West Coast, you got the Texas area, TCU, mm-hmm. you got the S. Uh, SC, SEC, Georgia, and then most likely Michigan. So I don't know what the committee could be mad at at the end of the day. They cover all those four. All those, all four of those fan bases are going to be locked in, and those people in that area, they're going to be locked in too. So, yeah, they got what they want, and I think it will be fair for everyone. If we're going to – yeah, if, if somebody – you know, if one of those teams loses, I guess it will get a little weird. Clemson's going to play North Carolina in the ACC. That game won't matter ultimately. And then – 
I was just pulling up the standings here to double check. You think if TCU loses to Kansas State, they're out, or they have a chance something happening? Uh, somebody texted us earlier about that, that they would be an interesting case because they would be a one-loss team that's literally beaten everybody they played. Think about that. They've beaten everybody, that, including the team that just beat them because technically they have beaten Kansas State. They would have split with Kansas State, beat everybody else. So would they still have an argument? Because, I mean, who do you have lurking at that point? Is it Bama? Well, I... Ohio State, they should be out no matter what. I wouldn't say Bama because Ooh, the teams that they lost to, no, you like just Tennessee. Said yeah, I think you just said it. It's Ohio State. It's Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it was a 14 or what? No, excuse me. Even if it was like a 22 point loss, I, right now they're out. They're the team that's hoping for a little madness. They're the one that somebody, if somebody slips, specifically if it's USC, if USC slipped, and went to two losses. Ohio State's waiting there with one loss. Yeah, because the committee could say losing to Kansas State is worse than losing to Ohio State. Yeah, and right. If T- I think if TCU loses, that's going to be tough. Or losing to Michigan. I mean, I'm sorry, losing to Michigan. Lo- for yeah, Ohio yeah, yeah. State. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a tough one because Georgia can still be in if they lost. I think because they'll still be considered a really good team at 12 and one if it's close. With Oregon losing, that really hurts Ohio State a lot. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Georgia beat Ohio State. You talking about Notre Dame? Notre Dame, yes. Yeah, because that was one. Ohio State was getting love for that victory earlier in the season. Now, yeah, nah. That'll change a little bit. Um, yeah, that was a wild game, man. Michigan, Ohio State. Michigan pulling away late with big. I mean, talk about explosive plays. My God, in the in the horseshoe. That many plays of, what, 20 or 30 yards plus, whatever the number was, I think it's all-time record for Michigan in that series, that was an impressive game. And uh, Michigan's getting first-place votes um, You know, as, they come, as we come out of it. In the AP, they got five first-place votes. Georgia got all the rest, and it is Georgia-Michigan. TCU up to three, which would be, is fitting, of course, all those the three undefeateds, and then USC – and then Ohio State and Bama are the teams that are lurking. Uh, the big question would be if you have a couple of uh, of these teams lose. What we may what we may see now, Zay, is these teams just will reorganize and still be in. Because if you still believe that a two loss team can't get in, that means Bama's out, Tennessee's out, they can't be in. So Ohio State would be ready to jump in, but then. Georgia, Michigan, like if they lost that game, are they going to kick them out of the playoff? Georgia or Michigan? Yeah. I mean, I could argue they should. Uh, if you lost to Purdue? Yeah, if you lose to Purdue, that's a problem. Or you lose to a three-loss LSU team now? Yeah, I just lost to those Aggies. Yeah. That's a problem. And let's be fair. They lost to De- to Devon A-Chain. <laughs> yeah, A-Chain, and a couple, was balling. And a couple big plays on defense. Number, the Aggies, number six was balling. Yeah, the Aggies woke up uh, for one night. Yeah, to, to lose to that team when they were primed to do what they were going to do, to me that'd be a bit of an embarrassing loss for Georgia. But we will see. I think the committee's rooting for get your chalk at the top, and then if you can get it, if you can get USC to win – I think it's pretty simple. That would be the uh, the matchups, and right now it would be Georgia and USC and Michigan and TCU in those semifinal games. Of course, if you're a Longhorn fan, you'll wait to see what bowl game it is. I'm hearing talk of the Alamo Bowl. Oh, my gosh. For Texas? 
Oh, man. I love San Antonio. Love my Mexican food there. That doesn't excite I'm you. I'm not though. like Charles Barkley. I love my big sisters, big Mexican women up there, too. Uh-huh. But going up there for a bowl game, no, not looking forward to it. It does not excite you. Late December, yeah. San Antonio, Riverwalk. You know, B. John Robinson probably won't be playing. You know, a plethora of guys probably won't be playing because they have NFL aspirations. All it is is telling for next season, which you still don't really know that because transfer portal, you don't know the guys coming in, whatnot, all the change that's going to happen there. So, yeah, this not looking forward to the Alabama. I can't say I am. What if Bijan plays? Does that give you a little spark? No, because now I'm just concerned about his career. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just now I'm just concerned. Oh, like, like, please don't, please don't yeah. hit him in the wrong spot. Please, he like, watch the whole game. Like, yeah, yeah. Because what are we playing for? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, cool to win it. All right, let's beat Utah or. You're- Beat Oregon State or something like that. That's fun, I guess. You're playing for nine wins and momentum and all those practices. You Tom know, Herman pushing. won every bowl game he was in. Look what that got us. Pushing, well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like it's just not what what you know. You can look at positive things from it. We saw Casey Thompson go crazy in the Alamo Bowl, and we're like, oh man, this guy he's gonna be the next big thing next year. Uh, now he's in Nebraska. Because sometimes those bowl games do have a little bit of. Fool's gold too. Oh them, yeah, right. You just you, yeah, and that's true. And, and the, think about all those times where the horns were winning in the Holiday Bowl, and you thought the next year they were going to the national championship. Right, and of course the big one around here that created so much you know craziness was the one against Georgia, and there's all that discussion about what the game was, how big a deal it was, and all those things, and then all that Georgia garbage on the other side where they weren't really ready to play, which is a bunch of whining to me, but it's also might be real. On some level. Yeah. You know, it's tough. Yeah, Kirby Smart's team, they were expected to be in that top four. Then they had a lot of guys go into the league. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, and it's yeah, it it is kind of the the truth of those bowl games sometimes. So Sunday, once everything is out there, we'll figure out where Texas is going to go. Unfortunately, they can't go to the Big 12 title game because Kansas State did step up. And, uh, and knock off Kansas. So it's going to be all purple at Jerry World this Saturday. That is an 11 a.m. kick. There's one piece of good news, Longhorn fans. You can avoid that 11 a.m. kick again because that's when they're kicking the uh, Big 12 title game. So we got that coming up with Championship Week. Uh, Cowboys get the big win on Thanksgiving week as well. We'll continue to unpack all of it as we get into a normal week again after Thanksgiving week. Up next, it is why today matters. Today's the 28th. We got a couple of big time birthdays from yesterday. We're going to reach back and grab and we'll talk more uh, more coaching carousel stuff, injury news in the NFL. There's a lot of reasons why today matters. Also, huge soccer game coming up for the U.S. team tomorrow. There's a lot going on. Stay with us. It's the Horn. Yo, after the night, don't leave your girl around me, true player for real. Ask my n- for real. Uh. Come on. That's how it's going down. Smell it. <laughs> Smell it. <laughs> Smell it. Uh. Don't leave your girl around me, true player for real. Ask my n- for real. Uh. But I'm not. Alright, rolling through a Monday. Steelers Colts tonight on Monday Night Football. Talking Longhorns, talking Cowboys. A little bit of A&M today. Jimbo fired Daryl Dickey as his OC after a 5-7 and seven season. Plus, uh, tomorrow night will be your next-to-last CFP rankings. All right, Zay. 
My educated guess is Usher. That way. There we go. There we go. Okay. See, I can recognize that voice. You might be proud of me. Over the Thanksgiving break, I listened to a little bit of Tribe Called Quest. Oh, man. Yeah. Very okay. proud. Which album? Uh, actually, I just kind of grabbed the Amazon Music lineup, and I hit the about the first, whatever it was, first kind of five most popular songs on there. So, like, so it ended Can up I be- Kick It, Electric <laughs> Relaxation. Yep. Scenario. Yep. Very good. This is impressive so know. far. Yeah, no, those three were a part of it. Okay. <laughs> I was I'm just trying to think of the main three songs on each three albums. <laughs> <laughs> that is what ended up, yeah, that's what I ended up doing. Okay. Um, I've been kind of jumping around lately, just hit about three or five tracks of each artist and then keep moving. If you had to listen to all the albums in order, well, clearly you have to listen to the first one, which is like People, something, 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 something. It's all right, but it's not true Tribe Called Quest. Like, okay. They got famous for the second album. Low End Theory. That's the album that really... Low End Theory? Low End Theory. That's the album that separated them from everyone. Gotcha. Okay. All right. When I get to the album part with them, that's what I'll I'll check out. Still listen to the first one. The first one's good, too, but it's more Q-tip than anybody else. There's not much Fife Dog on it. Uh Low End Theory has a ton of Fife Dog, and that's what everybody knows when they think of... Tribe Cop Quest. That's Q Tip and Five Dog. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so hopefully you are having a good Monday. We got a lot of stuff on the board today. Remember, Ball Don't Lie with Rod and Harge coming up when we're done. Their thoughts on the long weekend, Longhorn win, Cowboys win, uh, all of that. Also, Soccer Matters at seven. Instant Serious coming up tonight at eight on the soccer side of things. The day is, I think, almost done. Uh, Three games finished, and yeah, the game going on, 72nd minute, Portugal up 1-0 on Uruguay. The other finals, three all-tie between Serbia and Cameroon today. South Korea falls to Ghana, 3-2, and then uh, Brazil beats Switzerland, 1-0. Tomorrow, it is the U.S. team against Iran, and I'll be listening for those World Cup reports with our man Glenn Davis. Glenn's got Soccer Matters for you tonight at 7. All right, uh, here's some other reasons why today matters. It is November 28th, about to wrap it up and head into December. Here we go. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. Just remember, no matter what Joe Burrow tells you, we are not in December yet. Did you catch that yesterday in the press conference? He said that? Joe Burrow started going on about how games in December are so important and it's such a big win. Locked in. You could tell the people in the room were thinking, what is he talking about? He's locked in. I'm with it. You don't have no Joe Mixon, no Jamar Chase. You go down in Tennessee and win the game. I don't care where you think you know where you're at, Joe Burrow. You're good with me. Okay. That's a big time win for them. How about the local product, Samaj P. Ryan, stepping up big when he needed to? Yeah, that was sure. good game for him. Yo, there are a lot of local products that represented yesterday. Zay Jones, he was terrific in the Jacksonville game against uh, the Ravens, a big part of their comeback when Trevor Lawrence was yeah. making those big-time throws. A lot of them were the Zay Jones, so shout-out to him. Austin, I didn't know he was a local guy. Austin High, represent. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Big family, the Emery Blake, Jones family, they're all close and okay. stuff like that. So, yeah, he went to Austin High before he went to Eastern Carolina. And then Garrett Wilson. 
Come on. Oh, my God. Come on. Guys were holding on. He get off me. That catch in the end zone. He was breaking guys' ankle. My man Mike White was showing him love, giving him the ball, especially after what he said last week about the performance they put on against the Patriots. He was like, as a rookie, unacceptable. This ish, and he ain't say ish either. Yeah. I ain't trying to get kicked off. Right. This ish is unacceptable. But, Garrett, you're a rookie. I don't care. I went to Lake Travis. I went to Ohio State. I ain't used to this losing. Yeah. So if there's losing going on, it ain't my fault. I'm getting open. We need to address this problem. They did that. Took out Zach Wilson. Put in Mike White. And, yeah, now the Jets are back to being that team that nobody wants to deal with. They are lurking right there at the end of the playoff line. They're like 6-7 seed right now in the AFC. But that was impressive. That play in the middle of the field where he caught it and turned back, back. and angled – for those people that are the right age, you're going to know what I'm talking about. That had some Ike Hilliard to it from that Florida-Florida State championship game. That moment when we all saw Ike Hilliard do that to that poor Florida State guy, whoever the hell that was. That kind of stuff in the middle of the field is incredible. Bijan had one of those um, in the K-State game, and so did Deuce Vaughn. That one Deuce Vaughn had in the middle of the field was nasty. Just crumpling somebody. But you're right. Garrett Wilson was big time. The Jets are an interesting story in the NFL. Yeah, they're right there at seven. They are. Yeah, right now. Not, they beat the seven seed. And do you have the the rankings in front? Who, who's yeah. number two? Miami Dolphins. Oh, wow. Jets at Dolphins. Divisional game. Third time around. That'd be wild. That would be a wild game to deal with if that is it. All right, uh, so why today matters uh, for me. couple of names to throw out. Yesterday we had a couple of birthdays. First off, for you Rangers fans like me, yesterday was Pudge Rodriguez's birthday. Man. Pudge is Pudge. 51 now. 51 for he Pudge Rodriguez. He was so quick at getting up as a catcher and making that throw because he wasn't that tall anyway, so he didn't have much to go. Mm-hmm. But making that throw the second – I'm any better than Pudge. I can still see the coolest baseball game I will ever see in my life was Rangers A's and Nolan's on the mound. And it was Bob Welch, I think, for the A's. Just watching Nolan and Pudge. Pudge is like 21-22. Yeah, he was young when Nolan this was day, playing. Yeah. Right? Watching those two guys just throw a baseball back and forth, like the practice pitches, that was entertaining. Then when you knew Pudge was about to go to second, what you're talking about, we would get excited for that. It's like, oh, that was, which was that? Was that seven or eight? Because you knew he got nine pitches. Okay, that was eight, so next one. Nolan, I mean, and Nolan's blasting him in there at yeah. you know, mid-90s, and the ball feels like it's coming back even faster. But those throws to second were incredible to watch, and I will never forget that game, getting to see Nolan pitch to Pudge. And yeah, he was he was incredible at that that early part of his yeah, career. Yeah, you talk about the uh, the A's. Ricky Henderson, he had second and third thoughts of stealing bases when Pudge was mm-hmm. back there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like, I was, I was, should I do this? I don't know. Uh, it better be a slow ass curve or something like oh, that. One, one of those off speed pitches that's slow as hell. If and I want to steal this pitch, if I'm not mistaken, base, I mean, yeah, Ricky's still with the A's. Canseco, that might have been Canseco and McGuire still. With the A's, late 80s yeah, into the early 90s. Yeah. Man, that was a good one. That was fun. But happy birthday to Pudge yesterday. Also, how about this, Zay? These two guys share the same birthday. Bruce Lee and Jimi Hendrix have the same birthday. So Bruce would have been 82 yesterday. Jimmy would have been 80. They both died in the early 70s, unfortunately, because I'm sorry. If y'all don't want to go see Jimi Hendrix touring at 80, 
You're crazy. That'd be a hell of a show. Uh, but they both had birthdays yesterday. Two, I'll argue, two aliens sent to make all of our lives better. Yeah, yeah. Legendary funk with uh, Jimi Hendrix and then Bruce Lee. I mean, people are still trying to mimic what he does karate-wise and trying yep. to mimic it in movies and whatnot. And Enter the Dragon is still a classic for me. No doubt, no doubt. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Could oh, st- yeah. Could still right. tell you yeah. the stories, right, <laughs> back in the day. Uh, also, for today's birthdays, today would have been Anna Nicole Smith's 55th. Uh, died back in 07. That was a complicated life. Born in Houston, though. She was a Texas girl, born in Houston and raised in Mahia, Texas. Anna Nicole Smith. Were you too young to remember all that mess? I remember she was troubled. And I remember she married the old ass man at one yeah. point of her life. Old. Yeah. Yeah, that was complex. Yeah. Very, very complicated. But for a while, she was uh she was that it girl for a uh, for a while. Also one of my favorite actors, Ed Harris, seventy two years old today. The comedian John Stewart is sixty today. And for you music fans, how about Randy Newman? Randy Newman, seventy nine years old today uh but the main reason why today matters for us in sports it is uh it is football and trying to figure out where everything fits right now um nfl coming off of another crazy weekend you know zay for all that the the what if talk we've had today for the longhorns about blowing double digit leads there were a couple of those the baltimore ravens they have found more ways to lose games this year when you look at the way it's laid out it is baffling that they figured that out under John Harbaugh feels like they are so solid in certain ways but they will just find ways to screw games up and doing it to the Jacksonville Jaguars letting the Jags come back and beat you that may be the ultimate insult for them this year yeah it's absolutely brutal and you scratch your head on how are these things going wrong I mean they were up 35-14 against the division leading in the AFC East Dolphins they end up losing that game. They were up twenty to three against the Buffalo Bills, mm. lost that one. We're up twenty to ten against the Giants. L. Yeah. And then this past week they were up nineteen to ten against the Jaguars. And yeah, I'm with you. You you lose to the Jaguars in that fashion and you can't help but think if you look at them, the Bengals and then the Ravens. I like the Bengals moving forward. Now, the Bengals have a way tougher schedule these remaining games until the playoff than the Baltimore Ravens do, and that might alter where both of these teams land at the end of the season. But I, with what the Bengals are doing with Joe Burrow going into Tennessee, getting that dub, not even having Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase, that's big time. Mm-hmm. So when they're kind of on the up and up, the Ravens are – I'm uh, going down, and Lamar Jackson, he did not look good this weekend. But also, I give love to Trevor Lawrence because he showed me something. He showed why he's the number one pick and why everybody's been so highly of him coming out of the state of Georgia as that big five-star quarterback recruit. And he made some big-time throws, just mentioning Zay Jones and whatnot. He made some big-time, you know, grade-A NFL quarterback throws. So I was impressed with him, but you got to be scratching your head on what's going on in Baltimore with Hardball's crew. So be honest, did you think Tucker was making that kick? Yeah. Did you? Yep. Thought he was going to hit 67. I thought that was was money because he made 66. Yeah, I knew he was. I I didn't Where was that at? That was inside. That was in Detroit, I think. And to be fair, he hit the crossbar there. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, 
since he didn't clear 66, like he, he made it, but he didn't clear it. He hit that bar and it bounced over. I didn't think he was making 67. I love you, Justin Tucker. I know you're the, you may be the best ever. I didn't think he was making it. And that ended a string of his where he'd hit 60-something in a row in the fourth quarter in overtime. That's what ended that streak, 67. It was dead on line. For, yeah. Well, for him it was off because it wasn't dead center. But it was right on line. Yeah, it was right there. A little short. Yeah, a lot of coaches went for two yesterday at big points of the game. In the Chargers game, they went for two to make it 25-24 against Arizona. And then in that game uh, yesterday with Jacksonville, Jacksonville, they went for two, Doug Peterson's crew. So you know those analytics. You know, there's some people don't like them. (laughs) That's right. Old school people are saying, kick the damn ball. Just kick. You need the points. What are you doing? Oh, you had a lot of those moments yesterday. So analytics are telling a lot of teams to go for it, and it paid off for the Chargers and the uh, Jaguars yesterday. Yes, it did. And and the Ravens and Cardinals find new ways to lose. Man, that Cardinals team is wild. I still I'll throw this question out too. If Kingsbury gets fired during this season, would he consider being an OC again in college, or is he going to stay as a head coach? That's what I. That's what I wonder. I don't know. Those young guys, it's different. You always see the older guys like Dan Quinn. They're they're prideful enough to say, you know what? I'll go back and take a defensive coordinator job right. or offensive coordinator job. I, those young guys, I don't know. Like I, I McVay, I don't think they're gonna fire him. He just won a Super Bowl, but he was contemplating retirement. Which I, it says a yeah, lot about how true. their season's going. Him and Aaron Donald, they were talking about retirement and stuff too. I was like, okay, you guys aren't locked in. No wonder y'all have the schedule. I mean, no wonder y'all yeah. have the record that y'all have this season. So it's different with those, you know, Shanahan and Kingsbury and McVay, those younger guys who I don't know what they would do. Yeah, that's a good point. Let's pick that up on the other side. Stems and seeds before we get out of here, including a couple of notes. Got an Aaron Rodgers update plus more injury stuff for the Bucks. It won't. It just won't stop. But we got to talk about them because they're leading a division at five and six. Is that a real thing? I think it is. This is the horn. All right, got the shoulder lean going on. I wish I could tell you I recognize this song. It's a good song, though. I like it. Yeah, I thought you might be able to recognize the first part because he's a known rapper that you've guessed right a couple times. I was going to say the first, yeah, there's a little familiar. Um, The hook's about to come back up. I'll give you another chance. All right, give me another shot here. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Oh, maybe not yet. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dang, man, how long is this verse? <laughs> Red, black, and white ship. Now I'm Neon. I don't think All right, here we go. This is going to be it? It's coming. I don't know if it's meant to be. Here we go. Mm. 
50 Cent? <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Yeah. That's all I got. What you got? Young Dro, which you had no chance of getting that. I'll say you thought I was going to Featuring T.I. Oh, no. T.I. I missed T.I.? That was T.I. on the hook. Damn it. Yeah. I'm supposed to know T.I. At least yeah, I know. That, that's, that's real one-hit wonder. Supposed to know a little bit of T.I. Yeah, Good that's point. real one-hit All wonder. Right. If T.I. wasn't on the hook, I don't even know that would have been a song. Okay. But Show the Lane, T.I., Young Dro, that's a classic. All right. There you go. All right. Well, we got to have one disappointing music moment for me every day now, I think. <laughs> you said 50. I know. Just just throwing stuff out. You make me guess so you can laugh. Yeah, yeah. I guessed and you laugh, so it kind of worked. Um, all right. Yes, somebody texted it in. See, I could have cheated, but I didn't even do that. Uh, I didn't even th- I appreciate you don't cheat. I didn't even cheat with the text line. Now I got to either get it or I uh, or I don't. But now that I'm turning into a complete old man, I just admit when I forget stuff or don't know stuff. Uh TI uh, on that track, had a little Usher earlier, Pantera, Christina Aguilera, ELO, Howard Jones. It's all been on the show today. A great Dre beat to start this hour as well. We got stems and seeds for you, including some NFL notes. Let's go. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. This week was coming, and now it's here, and now it's official. Deshaun Watson has been added to Cleveland's 53-man roster. They got rid of Joshua Dobbs to do it. So now he's uh, it's cleared the way for that debut on Sunday against, of course, the Houston Texans. The schedule makers could not have done this more perfectly. Yeah, real petty of the NFL to make it this game, but we'll see what Deshaun Watson could do. Jacoby Brissett just got a big-time dub against your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which Tampa Bay being 5-6 and six and somehow in the playoffs is a joke, but it's crazy. the NFL. Yeah, great catch by Njoku. Browns made the plays oh, when catch. they needed to. That was an incredible catch, man. Uh, I hated to see it, you know, as a Bucks fan, but I got to give them the credit. Browns deserve that game. They played better. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, it was a rib injury last night. He even said he thought maybe a punctured lung with what he was feeling. So he had to go get it checked out, but they think it uh, could just be just a rib injury. He says if uh, if he's able to go, he may go this week. Also, uh, speaking of the Bucks, Tr- uh, Tristan Wirfs, you saw that injury maybe yesterday, ankle and foot injury. They think he'll miss multiple weeks. Man, that Bucks offensive line has been smashed up with injuries all season long. Yeah, you saw Miles Garrett. He got to, which he doesn't get to a lot of people, but especially yesterday with that depleted offensive line, he was getting to Tom Brady like nobody's business. He was. And uh, you mentioned the thing with the Bucks. I think it's pretty simple when you look at the standings. If you're going to let a division winner in the playoffs, that's fine. But make them the lowest possible seed they could be. What's wrong with that? Nothing. You should not let them host a game unless they are top four. Your top four, this is one of the things the NBA has gotten right in the last decade or so, Zay, when they decided to reseed and said, no, 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 no. Winning a division gets you in, but the best teams are going to host. That's the way the NFL ought to do it. So for those of you arguing right now, well, wait a minute, the Cowboys should actually be hosting the Bucks. No, the Bucks should be the seventh seed right now. Absolutely. Going to, what would that be, Minnesota? That's what yes. it should be. But instead, they get to host. The seventh seed is Taylor Heineke and the Washington Commanders. Oh, there you go. Six and one in their last seven. 
Heineke makes everybody believe he's going to throw a pick. He will be. He will throw a horrible pass, which he did <laughs> yesterday against the Falcons. But he will still give you a chance. And if your defense plays as well as the Commanders' defense has been as of late, hey, I wouldn't want to see the Commanders. So, as the president of the Taylor Heineke fan club, <laughs> would you tell me on Underdog Fantasy if I have a choice of .5 interceptions, I should always go higher? Oh yeah, on Heineke. Oh yeah, he's always going to throw that pick's going to be thrown. Okay, that pick, will, that pick's going, or he'll fumble. He'll turn it over somehow. What did you think of the Washington Darth Vader Commanders in their all black yesterday? I like the all black. I think it's weird the names on the back, like the two lines in between the names yeah, on top of bottom. That's odd. Get that out of there. They'll be good. Is that like a military thing they're doing? I don't know. I don't either. The And the W on the front is a little weird. Yeah, they're, they're trying. They're almost there. Yeah. I, I like their uniforms. They have some of the sharpest uniforms in the league. They but... look sharp. Kind of more like the Steelers than they look like Washington. Now, what they did with Sean Taylor, that's a joke. That's 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 a joke. Now, they, wait a minute. I they thought... tried to pay tribute to him. It's I didn't like the tribute. The tribute, the, 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 the thing they have at the it's stadium? It's a mannequin. Okay. It's a mannequin. You didn't like that it was a mannequin? No, like the, the pants are Reebok pants, the jerseys are Nike jersey. It's just, Ooh. yeah, it's yeah, tacky. Yeah. It's heard, tacky. I hadn't heard all those details. It's real tacky. Sean Taylor deserves more. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. That's that's one of those guys that if you're going to pay tribute, I'd like to see him maybe, is he a big enough deal maybe all over the league? You have people, like everybody wearing the sticker? Like he was known for the tape on his helmets, on his face mask. They don't have that. So how much are we really paying tribute to this guy? Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point. Uh, also, if you're an Astros fan, you may get some good news today as well. How about a three-year contract agreement with Jose Abreu? Because that's what the Astros need. Rich get richer. Another big-time bat. 35 years old, apparently be- going to become an Astro. So check that story out. We'll be back tomorrow for a Tuesday show. Ball Don't Lie coming up. Soccer Matters at 7 tonight. 8 o'clock in Sincerious. We'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully grab Glenn Davis for a preview of that uh, U.S. soccer match tomorrow about 1230. So come on back. Have a good Monday. Two.